What's up everyone, this is Don Suave. First and foremost, I'd appreciate everyone for viewing my video. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and also comment. Also hit that notification button below as well. Alright, let's get on with the show. Everybody, this is Don Suave back with another one for y'all. We got a great show up to this one. We're gonna do the usual, the recap, we're gonna do some news on NFL, and then lastly, of course, is the take command news. So before I get to start, just make sure to like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel, broadcaster of the seven cities, and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so disrespectful radio show now before i get started like i said i always like to start with a quote from the listeners now this quote is coming from joyce myers the pastor and she states when we make progress quickly it feeds our emotions then when there's a period of waiting or we hit a plateau we find out how committed we really are and whether we're going to see things through to the finish or quit and that just ask yourself how bad do you want it? When you start something, continue on doing it. Finish strong. Finish hard. Because eventually, it will work out. Faith, consistency, and hard work is all you need. Now, let's get it started. With the Thursday night game. Right about... Now, Thursday night, we had the Indianapolis Colts versus the Denver Broncos and possibly one of the most boringest games ever to be played. So, doggone shame. Two professional teams in, and that game was that boring. And it was on Prime. They should ask that money back. The game ends. Colts beat the Denver Broncos 12-9 when the Colts kicked the field goal in the overtime to win the game. So, that's basically what the game. It was basically field goal saying, your turn. All right, your turn. Yeah, your turn. And what was finished wins the game. 12-9. Sound like, sound like a baseball game. Next, we have the New York Giants and the Green Bay Packers over in London. And it's a shocker. Not gonna lie. A lot of people pick Green Bay. Cooling myself. We made mistakes. The New York Giants beat the Green Bay Packers 27-22. The Giants are 4-1. We're gonna talk about standards later. Let's continue on. Next game, we had the spanking. We had the grilling. 
We had to cook it, cook, boil, put them on well done steak. Buffalo Bills beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 38 to three. And this wasn't even a game. <laughs> this was not even funny. I mean, go look at the game for yourself and you just gotta ask yourself, did they talk about their mamas? Next game, we had the Chargers beating the Browns 30 to 28. Next, we had the Vikings beating their division rivals, the Chicago Bears, 29 to 22. Next, we had a shutout as the New England Patriots beat the Lions 29 to 0. Detroit Lions walking away with that donut. Next, we had the Saints and the Seahawks game. Now, look at all. This was a really good game, and I know it's kind of funny because it's Saints and the Seahawks. It was a really good game, and it's also the game of Taysom Hill because that's what everybody gonna call it anyway. The Saints beat the Seahawks 39 to 32, and it's gonna be a shocker. It's a new day in the NFL. The New York, the New York J E T S Jets 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 beat the Miami Dolphins 40. The game they put that 40 on them. They get they got that 40. Beat them 40 to 17. Next we had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Atlanta Falcons 21 to 15. Another one a really shocker. Next game, oh, we're gonna talk about this one later, so stay tuned for this one. The Tennessee Titans beat the Washington Commanders 21 to 17. Next we had the Houston Texans get their first win of the season against the Jacksonville Jaguars 13 to 6. Next we have the 49ers and the Carolina Panthers. And we're gonna talk about this too later as well. They beat the Carolina Panthers 37 to 15. Next, we had the Dallas, <clears throat> Dallas Cowboys beat the defending champions Rams 22 to 10, leaving the Cowboys 4-1. Next, at the Sunday night game, the Eagles beat the Cardinals 20 to 17. The Eagles are the only remaining undefeated team. And on Monday night, which was a great game as well, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Los Vegas Raiders 30 to 29, leaving the Kansas City Chiefs 4 and 1. So now, with that being said, the first quarter of the NFL is done. So we're gonna run through some standards for y'all as well. And sadly, well, some of y'all may already know I am a Washington Commanders fan. We're gonna start with the NFC East. The NFC East is technically the best division all of NFL. The Philadelphia Eagles are 5-0. The Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants are 4-1. And the Washington Commanders are 1-4. Once again, stay tuned to later on the show. We're going to keep it real with the Washington Commanders. Next is the NFC North, which is the Minnesota Vikings are 4-1. 4-1. Led by Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then over the Green Bay Packers was led by Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. They're three and two. The Bears are two and three. And the Detroit Lions are one and four. Next we go to the NFC South. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are leading their division with a three and two record. The Saints and the Falcons both have two and three. And the Carolina Panthers have are one and four. Next we go to the NFC West. The Niners are three and two. They're the only team in that division with a winning record. The Rams, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks are all two and three. Next, we will head up to the AFC East. 
The Buffalo Bills are 4-1. When the Jets and the Dolphins are both 3-2. And yes, the New England Patriots, who has Belichick still their coach, are 2-3. Now we go to the AFC North. Baltimore, the Ravens, are 3-2. The only team in their division with a winning record. With the Browns and the Bengals both 2-3. And, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are 1-4. In AFC South, we have the Tennessee Titans with the only winning uh, record in their division, which is 3-2. The Colts are 2-2-1. Two, two Technically, they have a winning record of 500, but Titans got more wins. Jacksonville, 2-3, and, and Houston Texans, 1-3. And, and lastly, AFC West. We have the Kansas City Chiefs, who are 4-1. The Los Angeles Chargers are 3-2. The Denver Broncos are 2-3. And, and the Las Vegas Raiders are 1-4. Which is, is a shocking because, honestly, if you look at the game, you would not think that because the Denver Broncos are complete and utter bore and disgrace. Ugh. I'm sorry, this that's just ugly football. But I just gave y'all guys a standing. Now, when we come back from break, there's a there's a question I always ask every single time there's a losing record and it's always the four, first quarter of a season. Are there any coaches in the hot seat? Is, is it behind feeling hot? We'll take a dive into that right after these break. You're listening to the So Disrespectful Radio Show. Max Lime. Maximum Lime, no sugar. When he went to college, he told his father, you're the man of the house now. Here is Don Suave. Welcome back to the show. Now, one thing people need to understand about football is that most of the times, people are let go due to performance issues. Notice, I said most of the times, because there are cases where people are let go due to their character. Y'all go talk to Terrell Owens for that. But EPMD album said it best, business, never personal. And even in business, you are held up to your word that you're given, upheld the contract you have signed, and perform the duties that are required. Now, as a leader, you are held to an even higher standard regarding your employees, whether supervisor, foreman, manager, work leader, but in this case, head coach. Even though an owner or general manager is the one who hires a head coach, they are normally given the tools to hire their staff, coach the current players, or get players from other teams or free agency. Literally. If it all goes downhill, the head coach is the first to be blamed. So before the season even started, there were multiple head coaches that was on the hot seat. Mike McCarthy, who coaches the Dallas Cowboys. Matt Rule, the coach of the Carolina Panthers. Cliff Kingsbury, the coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Robert Salah, the coach of the New York Jets. Arthur Smith, the coach of of the Atlanta Falcons, Kevin Stefanski, the coach of the Cleveland Browns, and lastly, Pete Carroll, the coach 
of the Seattle Seahawks. Now, when you get tested by fire, you either come out pure gold or a lump of coal. Bars. So if we do an update on the hot seat table, let's let's see. Mike McCarthy's Dallas Cowboys are four and one. Cliff Kingsbury, Arizona Cardinals are two and three. Robert Salah's New York Jets are three and two. Kevin Stefanski's Cleveland Browns are two and three. Notice I didn't say Matt Rule. Because of as of Monday, October 10th, 2022. Matt Rule is now picking up his unemployment check because he was the first one fired off this list, along with the defensive coordinator, Phil Snow, due to the Carolina Panthers starting 1-4. So who's also in the hot seat? Some of the rumors that have been heard are Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is mostly of the fans saying his name rather than management because if y'all ain't know anything about the Pittsburgh Steelers, Art Rooney don't fire the coaches. If you look at their history, they really only had three coaches. Chuck No, Bill Carr, now Mike Tomlin. And none of them were fired. They all just retired. Nathaniel Hackett of the Denver Broncos. That's kind of self-explanatory. I mean, have you seen the Denver Broncos play? Have you seen their quarterback? That's right. And lastly, Ron Rivera of the Washington Commanders. Now, this one is more of the confusing because... While management hasn't really said anything, it's the media and the fans that are claiming that, that his, this is his last ride with the franchise. And since you got Ron Rivera, you might want to add a little bit of seasoning of Scott Turner and the defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio. So who do you think is the next one to collect that high-colored slip that leads him into green pastures? Hmm. Only time will tell. Now, coming up next, we're going to do some week six picks. Stay tuned here. You're listening to the So Disrespectful radio show. Hello, world. It's time to do some shopping. Let's all get comfy. Overstock will make your home show stopping. Come on, get comfy. When he enters a room, he doesn't turn the lights on, he turns the dark off. Here is Don Suave. Welcome back to this radio show of So Disrespectful. I got a radio show. <laughs> well, now it's time for the NFL Week 6 picks. And we're going to start right about... Now, so the first game is the Washington Commanders versus the Chicago Bears. Now hold on to this one. Hold on. I have, even after everything that's going on, and we're going to talk about more of that too, I got the Washington Commanders beating the Chicago Bears. Don't hold on to it. I got the winning. I just see the winning tonight. Next, we got the San Francisco 49ers versus the Atlanta Falcons. I ain't got to say it. I got Niners winning that game. I got New England beating the Cleveland Browns. I got the Green Bay Packers beating the New York Jets. I got the Jacksonville Jaguars beating the Indianapolis Colts. I got Minnesota Vikings 
beating the Miami Dolphins. I have New Orleans Saints beating the Cincinnati Bengals. Now here's, now here's a tough one. Baltimore versus the Giants. Even though the Giants is red hot, it's, it's still Lamar Jackson. So just because of that, I got to give it to the Baltimore Ravens. Even though the Ravens defense are horrible, I just I got to go with the Ravens in this one. Might be a toss-up. Next, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. After what happened with the Buffalo Bills, not saying that Tampa Bay and Buffalo are the same, you know, same world. You know, they near because don't, you know, they still got Tom Brady. I don't believe nothing the Steelers after that game. So I'm going with the Buccaneers to win that one. Next is the Rams and the Panthers. Do I really got to explain that? I got the Rams beating the Panthers. Next is the Seattle Seahawks versus Arizona Cardinals. Now, this is a toss-up game. But for some reason, Seattle just... It seems like they got a, a new light with Geno Smith. And the Cardinals are there, but... It just seems something different with Geno. Even though they just lost to the Saints. And that was a good game. Geno is slinging that rock. So, I'm just going to go with the Seattle Seahawks on that one. Now, for the game of... One of the games of the week... Buffalo versus Kansas City. Now, hear me this why. I got the Bills beating the Chiefs. Here's why. Ever since that playoff victory the Chiefs did over the Bills, and then they changed the overtime rules and all that stuff for that too, Chiefs got their revenge on the Buccaneers early in the season. So I'm thinking the Bills going to get their revenge on the Chiefs this game and be ready for them possibly in the playoffs again. One, another game is a uh, game of the week. The Philadelphia Eagles versus the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys defense is great. I, we can't knock that. Trayvon Diggs, Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence. Their defense is good. The Eagles offense is really good as well. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders. I mean, <laughs> Goldberg, they're, they're good. So if I had to choose, this is the Cooper Rush game because he's going to be playing again. They still got Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. But don't sleep. The Eagles got defense as well. They still got Fletcher Cox. They still got some good pieces on that defense. But I just really believe the Eagles is just going to, it's going to be, a, I think it'll be a close game. And I got the Eagles winning that game. Now, last year on Monday night, Chargers and the Broncos. <sighs> I got the Chargers win because I don't really see no hope with the Broncos, honestly. You know, Russell Wilson is there. You know, maybe, maybe he was getting hit in Seattle. Maybe the Riddles is coming out. Who knows? But Chargers guys still got Justin Herbert. So I'm going with the Chargers. So that's my picks for, for week six. Now coming up after the break, it's that time. I got time. Who's swag? If I'm not swag. I love that song. Shout out to Dion. It's the Take Command Washington Commander News. Stay here. You're listening to the So Disrespectful radio show. When it comes to the new BK Royal Crispy Chicken lineup, there's only one question. How are you feeling? Spicy? A little cheesy? Tangy? Or is classic calling your name? The choice is yours. Reward yourself with any of the all-new Royal Crispy Chicken sandwiches today, only at Burger King. 
When lightning strikes him, the sky gets a scar. Here is Don Suave. Welcome to the Take Command News. And if anybody was in doubt about this organization being in turmoil, well then, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Washington Commanders. Anywho, so yeah, and we find the commanders play the Titans, and to tell the truth, this is definitely a good game with a lot of back and forth. Brian Robinson made his season debut since being shot a few weeks back. Dynamic Brown showed up big in the game. But unfortunately, this happened. Yeah, you know, this part was just a little too familiar for me, you know, because do you remember that infamous Super Bowl between the Seahawks and the Patriots in which instead of running the ball multiple times, they opt to pass it? <laughs> Y'all know what happened, right? And because of that decision, that great defense and that offense led by Russell Wilson and Marshawn Lynch beast mode was never the same. That team broke up. And many have now looked at Pete Carroll in another light. Now, fast forward to last Sunday, when basically the exact same situation happened. And even though it wasn't a Super Bowl, and many other teams may have been in a similar situation, this one's similar because that situation broke up the Legion of Boom. And other players on that team left while in the situation. Carson Wentz threw the interception. And you know what happened after that? A whole firestorm happened. And coming up after this break, grab your jacket, grab your umbrella, because we're going to travel into that firestorm. Stay tuned. You're listening to the So Disrespectful radio show. Dude, you coming? Alka-Seltzer Plus Power Max Gels Cold and Flu Relief with more concentrated power because the only thing dripping should be your style. Plop, plop, biz, biz, Winter Warriors with Alka-Seltzer Plus. When ghosts tell stories of him, they tell it at the campfire. Here is Don Suave. Welcome back, fans. Excuse me. Now, starting with after the game. <laughs> oh, boy. The post-game show held no punches. Which is why, as a broadcaster and a Washington Commanders fan, we love this crew. First, we're going to start with Washington's Hall of Famer, Brian Mitchell. Because, you know what, ultimately, we can sit here and, and, and I know how we think as humans. We like somebody, we always just want the best to happen for them. 
But the NFL is a, a success-driven business. Yeah. And if you're not having success on a consistent basis, then things change. And unfortunately or fortunately, when you are the guy who makes the decisions, you get all the blame. And I think right now, this team has a chance to go 2-4 and four or 1-5. and five. If they get to 1-5, and five, some stories and some questions are going to have to be asked. And I think that's the thing we have to understand. We love a lot of people because they got good personalities. Nobody has paid for their personality. They paid to win football games. They paid to catch balls, throw balls, tackle people, cover people. They paid to win and coach guys up. If you can't do it, then somebody who's paying you gonna say, "I'm tired of paying you." Mm. Preach, brother, preach. You know, I remember a couple of weeks ago on, on this podcast, I said somebody from up top, like the general manager, the president. We ain't gonna say the owner because we don't want to give him no kind of recognition. Should come down to the team and say. What the heck is going on? And then reassure everyone that their jobs are on the line. Like B. Miss said, personality is good, but you don't get paid for personality. You get paid to win games in a National Football League. There's a laundry list of players and coaches who don't have great personality, but they win, which is all that matters. Well, it's supposed to. You think Belichick has a great bowling personality? You think old school players like Lawrence Taylor was like, gee golly, type of person? You thought some of the greatest players to play the game was a, come on guys, let's root. One, two, one, two. Let's be honest. Weren't some of those great players jerks, a-holes, but they won. They won a lot. Some are in the Hall of Fame because unless it's just overbearing and leads to multiple conflicts, I can deal with your personality. If I'm seeing on that field, you're contributing to the team and we are getting dubs. But the problem is Washington want to change the culture so bad, which is not bad. Don't get me wrong, but don't leave out winning on the field instead of trying to win in the staff. Washington's the first to do a lot of things on the staff, and like I said, that's cool. But majority of people or fans really care about what happens on the field. You can have the first this, the first that, the first this, the first that. But if the record on the team ends as 3-14, and 14, I promise you, majority of fans won't say, well, at least we got the first what, whatever on the staff or who on the staff. No, they're going to call for the jobs of everybody. Including the owner, which so many times you heard people say, sell the team. Now, you heard what B. Miss said, right? <laughs> Let's go to his partner in crime. This is J.P. Finley just adding to the flame. Carson was okay. Carson was getting beat up all day. This line is awful. I've been... I've been banging on this line for a while now. What they did to the interior of this offensive line to go from Flowers and Sheriff to what they're running out there now, two veterans that they trust from Carolina that clearly don't have it. They benched Turner last week. If you watch Norwell today, you probably need to bench him too. We're at a point where I think Tyler Larson coming back helps them. But none of, they're one and four. You're one and four with a short week going to Chicago that's feisty and capable offensively. You put Wentz in impossible situations, and, and 
at some point, there need, the people over there have to recognize that you're putting a quarterback that is not a guy that should be throwing it 45 times a game. They, they Running backs, I, prior to the two-minute warning, running backs had 10 carries in this game. 10. With an awful O-line. Like, this is, this is what you've built. You know, I had a question last week that generated some views. And it's still generating to this to this day. Whose fault is it that Washington is playing terrible? And when we come back from break, more firestorm happened during the week in which hit every sports news outlet. I'm going to give my thoughts on it. Plus, I got some things to get off my chest about this team as well. So stay tuned. You're listening to the So Disrespectful radio show. They said you wouldn't do it. They said you'd give up. But fall is here. And your car has a 650-pound pumpkin on it. Fall hard with Duncan. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. When he steps on a Lego, the Lego cries. Here's Don Suave. Welcome back to the show. Now that which I just heard, hey, rest in peace on heart. And just remember what he said in that uh, beginning of this theme music. Enough is enough and it's time for a change. Just, just think about that. Do y'all remember the Spider-Man meme where multiple Spider-Mans were pointing at each other? Well, welcome to the Washington Commanders team now. Blame is everywhere. Whether it was towards the fans, towards the players, towards the coaching staff, towards management, towards the mailman, towards that god-awful Commander's rap song. Blame is like Oprah now. Everyone gets one. But probably the biggest blame came from the head coach, Ron Rivera, who during a press conference, a reporter asked him a question about the difference between all the teams in the NFC East. And oh boy, listen to this. On John's question about the, the Giants, you know, they're up to a faster start. The Eagles, the Cowboys, you know, they've kind of all been rebuilding too the last couple of years, and it seems like they're farther ahead. Why do you think the teams in the division are farther ahead at, at this point? Quarterback. Oh my gosh. I mean, with quarterback, like the Cowboys, for instance, they're, they don't have Dak Prescott this season and still have been able to. Well, they started with well, they, they started, started with, with them, Dak, but and they built around Dak, and the offense is built around Dak. Um, their backup's a, a guy that is very solid inside of it, inside of what they do. Um, and the truth is that, that this is a quarterback-driven league. And if you look at the teams that have been able to sustain success, they've been able to build it around a specific quarterback. Man, chose the quarterback here, though. So, do you have any regrets about that, or how do you? No, I got no regrets about their quarterback. I think our quarterback has done some good things. There's been a couple of games that he struggled. Um, but you look at his numbers from yesterday, and you would say, okay, look at his numbers he's had throughout the year. There was a time he was, you know, um, very solid. And then, um, un- you know, we had the unfortunate Philadelphia game, and he struggled wow. with it in the Dallas game. But the way he performed yesterday, it just shows you, you know, what he's capable of. And, you know, we chose him because we believe him. We chose him because we looked at what we felt were, were, were things that pointed towards him. You didn't say that. Tell me 
You did not just say that. Yes, book. He did just say that. And even though he tried to clean it up and then the apology came later. Look, the damage has already been done. And as most of the players try to clean it up and get ready for game day, what do you think is going to be the biggest topic on game day? Since the story came out, the commanders got their wish and was on every sports news outlet. And all that was negative and deserved to be. Now, can I be transparent on this? Well, I know I can. It's my show. But personally, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this franchise being ran through the ground. I'm tired of this franchise being a losing team for so long. Washington has been basically a losing franchise for, for basically 20 plus years. With a few winning seasons here and there. But other than that, dismal. I'm tired of Washington having the good players but not being coached good at all. I'm tired of Washington having good coaches or staff and not having the right players. I'm tired of seeing this team. If it wins, there's a freaking miracle rather than them just winning because they are winners. But for many years, every time the rankers come out before the season, nine times out of ten, Washington is either last or third. When was the last time Washington was destined to win the division? Even when he won with RG3, Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith, the next season, they were projected to be first, rather second. They was always either behind the Cowboys or the Eagles. I'm tired of the fact that fans are divided because while you have fans who are always optimistic going against fans who are pessimists, going against neutral friends, which we call realists, I'm tired of the fact that fans must suck it up and ride with the team. And if they decide to say something, oh, then it feels like they're pathetic, hypocrites, bandwagoners, non-football fans, and whatever adjective you can think of. You want to know why there's so much attention to this team? It's because, one, it was a story franchise. Two, the owner's basically a little boy with untapped money. Three, management and coaching are a big headache. Four, this team worries more about other cultural things rather than on the field things. And five, you look at this roster. They have weapons in areas that most teams in the NFL don't. You have four explosive receivers. Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dawson, Dynamic Brown, Curtis Samuel. You have five first-round picks on defense. Four at the line, one in the linebacker position. You have two running, catching backs, and a pure running back. And we can say an all-pro punter. Yet, offensive line, trash. Cornerbacks get beat all the time. And now the quarterback is in question, even though he puts numbers up. They're empty. Because eventually, like Stephen A. Smith said, he's an accident waiting to happen. These are most of the thoughts of fans who love this team. But it's just fed up with this franchise. If you look at the games, there's specific fans who travels with the team and be there for all the games. But I pity them for the product they must witness 
every time they take the field. Call this a venting session. Well, give me the couch and a therapist because this is a venting session. Personally, I can only hope something can change for the better. And whatever that is, I don't know. But coming up after the break, we will wrap up this show. Stay here. You're listening to the So Disrespectful radio show. Discover ProCook's exceptional quality at unbelievable prices. British designed for all your kitchen needs. The Dead Sea was alive before he swam there. Here is Don Suave. Well, that's it for the show. I want to thank everybody who listened. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Broadcaster of the Seven Cities. Like, share, subscribe, and comment as well. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast show, So Disrespectful Radio Show. So, until next time, stay blessed, stay good, and stay lifted. Peace. I'm so disrespectful. So, so, so disrespectful. I'm so disrespectful. So, so, so disrespectful.